We've talked a lot about AI over the last couple of months, the difference that it's going to make in our world going forward. Uh, yesterday, we talked with Eric Alper. Uh, he's a music expert about AI writing music. Basically, it's inevitable. It's already happening. Uh, AI is affecting the classroom. We've talked about that. A lot of people are worried about how AI is going to affect their workplace. I'm worried about that. You know, you could tell an AI just to read a bunch of stuff that you've wrote and the AI will have the conversation. It's a scary thing. But do we need to be as scared about it as we are? Is this a serious thing? How do you feel about this? You can call the open line 604-280-9898. And right now we're going to ask Brent Paulington. He is the owner of Express Employment Office in Vancouver what his take is. Are you seeing this, Brent, that people are worried about AI? Is it getting harder to find a job because AI is, is taking up those jobs that people would otherwise be applying for? Yeah, thanks, Scott. Uh, I don't think it's getting harder for people to apply for jobs. If anything, AI is making it easier for the job seeker to apply for jobs. Uh, I've seen a a little bit of information about AI being used as a screening tool. And although there are some, uh, I guess, resources or systems, to me, that's that's something that becomes a bit of a challenge for a business where you could uh, miss out on a really great candidate by using an AI software that's going to specifically look for skill uh, or documented experience when aptitude and motivation, culture fit are all such critical pieces. I really see AI as a tool like a calculator. And if you don't know the principles of math and you punch a bunch of numbers in and you get a bunch of numbers out, whether you know it's good or bad is going to be really tough for you. The same goes for a job seeker using AI in their job search. We've had a lot of resumes come through where it is clear that AI is what they use to generate the resume. We've had job seekers on the phone where we've asked them interview questions and we can tell that they're responding with AI generated responses because they're not authentic. And I think if you are a highly motivated and driven job seeker and you use AI as a tool to help supplement and aid in your building of your resume and help understand how you can answer interview questions better that will make you stronger. And I think that is also the way we applied in our business is as a tool to help us be more efficient and streamlined. Uh, are there positions that it will eliminate? Who knows? That's definitely a, a, a likelihood and probability, but is it going to drastically change things for the job seeker? I don't think so. If anything, it's going to make it better for them. Interesting. Yeah. I, I think you've touched on what a lot of people uh, sort of sort of feel about the AI thing. The, you're, you know, it's a calculator and you have to know how to use it. Otherwise, it's just a bunch of buttons on a machine. And I think, like you say, you can tell right away that AI has generated these responses and these people are just using AI to like, you know, kind of take a shortcut. People, I think that people can spot authenticity and can spot a fake really, really quickly. And I'm not saying that people who are using AI are fakes. Please don't misunderstand that. But I think we can tell. We can tell. And like you say, at least now, who knows what the future holds, but now I don't think that AI can quantify those things like you say, like heart and soul and motivation. And, you know, I always I have said famously, maybe not famously, but I have always said it in job interviews that I'd like to think that I have all those things that can't be taught. You know, like showing up on time and stuff and and, uh, you know, working, working that extra little bit, going the extra mile, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I hope that you're right there. But I think it's inevitable that AI does like some of these jobs that people would be applying for. 
that if a company can, you know, eliminate, uh, you know, two to 5% of its workforce and just outsource that work to, to an AI or an AI company, it, it makes sense that they're going to do it. Wouldn't you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the greatest pieces that's missed across the board, both on the employer side and on the employee side, is employment, for the most part, is for a profitable exchange from the company. Right. Like, unless you're a nonprofit organization, the goal of any company hiring any position is to make money in doing so. And there's definitely a maybe a, a disconnect or a lack of awareness from an employee standpoint or a job seeker standpoint where it's, I don't think it's entitlement, but it's a feeling that it shouldn't be as hard. It shouldn't be as challenging. And of course, if an employer is able to eliminate a position using AI technology, then whoever, whether it's a broad group of people or an individual, weren't generating revenue from that position. I mean, we've got a client that reached out to us the other day who was looking at bringing back reception to their company. Through the pandemic, they eliminated the position. They're now looking at bringing it back. Uh, a position easily eliminated to a degree with IVR systems, which you can use AI for. And the reason they're looking at bringing it back in the organization is because the person in that role wasn't just about the, the friendly greeting at the front door, as much as that is a huge part, but it was also about the individual contributing to other team members. And this frontline individual's job was to make other people in the organization more efficient. So if you're a high achiever, a high contributor, a professional, a manager, you're making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, and you're doing lower level administrative tasks, or what I call technician work, having somebody to alleviate those tasks, whether it's AI, or whether it's a, a human, is going to help make the company more profitable. And I think that's what it's all about. If they can streamline and find a way to do it cheaper than they will. And if that means that your job's becoming more difficult to find because you're being eliminated, then you have to find a way to try to make the company more profitable that increases your intrinsic value within the organization. And remember, employment is not a, I guess, a right. If it was, you wouldn't have to apply for jobs. We'd all line up at the job place and get sent out for places and everybody would get equal pay. And that's not the, you know, that's not the place we live. I'm sure there's some places in the world that maybe operate that way, but not here in Canada and further not in the States, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I do. I, I think that what you're saying is is hitting the nail on the head. And it's easy to get uh, to get you know sort of worried and reactionary to to these kind of things. But to your point, you know, um, the face and the and the go the making the difference and and creating profit for a company. That you're exactly right. That's what we're all here to do. This is the way our society works. And some may not be happy with it, but I defy anyone to find a better system than the one that we're using right now. And it's interesting because I've also, you know, I've heard sort of anecdotally that you know, the use of programs like ChatGPT is actually kind of starting to wane because people are kind of seeing that it's like, well, this isn't exactly what we thought it was. And, you know, I was talking with um, some Retail Insights people earlier in the week. And similarly, there's this um, drifting away from online shopping and drifting back towards like in-store in shopping. And people are understanding the importance of that, of a human interaction of something tangible that you can actually touch and use. Uh, do you think that that's going to sustain into the future of the job industry? I think it's difficult because, I mean, people are getting harder and harder to deal with, right? I mean, like, you look at a lot of the self-checkouts and stuff like that. I mean, the companies are doing this not because they want to take jobs away from people, but they're, 
uh, I think looking at it from an analysis perspective and profitability of can we be more profitable if we maybe put a security guard at the front to deal with shrink and then we let people check themselves out. At the end of the day, it's got nothing to do with whether or not we want good people there. Uh, I, you know, I just I, I really feel that it all truly comes down to profitability in the business and that businesses are here to make money. I'm a small business owner. We work with tons of small businesses, you know, turnover. Uh, all these different things are massive costs. It has got so much harder for small businesses to hire and retain employees. Uh, minimum wage going up, the new stat holidays, all these things have made it so much harder for small businesses. And I don't know any small business that I've worked with, and I've been doing this for 15 years, and our company's placed over 15,000 people in Vancouver. I don't know a single business that's ever hired a position through me that's wanted to do it at a loss. You know, and not make yeah, money. Yeah, you're right? absolutely right. And it's good to remember that as we go through this process. Uh, Brent Polington, he's the owner of the Express Employment Vancouver office. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon, Brent. We're going to have to leave it at that. I appreciate it, though. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's been great.